smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello everyone i am molik from mint's personal finance team in today's episode of why not mint money i'll be speaking with neeraj agarwala who is partner at nangya anderson india about the rbi's liberalized remittance scheme or what is known as the lrs under the lrs all resident individuals including minors can remit up to 250000 us dollars per financial year for any permissible transaction the scheme was first introduced in 2004 with the limit of 25000 us dollars which has been hiked over the years so what is covered under the scheme and what is not are there any restrictions on how much you can spend on any of the permitted categories we speak to neeraj on all this and other important details let's hear it from him Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Neeraj, welcome to this episode of Why Not Mint Money. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to understand uh, what are the various transactions uh, for which an Indian that is like a resident Indian can remit money uh, outside India under the LRS. it basically permits uh, any resident individual to make remittances both on current account and capital account uh, so what is covered under capital account would typically be investments in uh, in real estate outside india uh, shares and any other form of financial investments it could be uh, a private limited company it could be debentures it could be any other instrument and in current account transaction what is typically covered are you know your foreign travels uh, gifts donations to uh, people outside india organizations outside india it could be for your studies medical um, medical treatment uh, so basically all personal trading uh, all personal current account transactions are covered under the lrs scheme and uh, currently the limit which is there is a uh, Per individual, two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars okay. in one financial year. So, as a family, can we uh, aggregate the limit, or uh, you know, if a family has four members, if one individual doesn't use up his limit completely, can the other family members use up that uh, residual limit, or you know, you can't do that? Yes, family members can club together the permissible limits under the LRS scheme. in fact very recently the rbi has specifically permitted pooling of funds for the purchase of immovable property outside india so for example if i have to purchase a property of 400000 i can now remit 250000 in my name and the balance can be remitted under the lrs scheme in my wife's name or from my wife's account earlier my wife would have had to be a co-owner of the property for this to be allowed but after the recent amendment even if she is not a co-owner i can use her limit lrs limit to make the remittance and i think this is a very big move and a change made by the rbi okay got it yeah yeah and in terms of transactions uh, you know that are not allowed are there any specific transactions that you can't remit money for under the lrs Yes so there are transactions so there are separate rules that have been issued where uh, certain transactions are prohibited as per law 
and even under the LRS scheme, the same restrictions have been borrowed and uh, incorporated. Okay. So these would typically mean, uh, you know, you cannot invest in margin calls. You cannot invest or remit money for buying lottery tickets for doing trading. Plus, you cannot do any capital investments in certain prohibited countries. So there are some countries which have been identified. Uh, you know, there is a task force that has been created globally. Mm-hmm. It's called the Financial Action Task Force. Uh, they have a website, you know, one can visit the website and they have listed a number of countries which are, uh, you know, termed as non-cooperative and terrorist countries. Okay. Uh, so any investments in capital investments in these countries are prohibited. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think, uh, you know, countries like Iran, Korea, mm-hmm. they are listed on that. Okay, this is what you're referring to is as the FATF list, where they come out with the list of countries. Yes, absolutely. FATF oh, okay. list, absolutely. Correct. Uh, but apart from that, anything else that is not prohibited under the scheme is then generally kind of a permitted uh, transaction. Correct. You know, there are permitted transactions. So as an individual, I can invest in shares of a private company. Okay. Uh, that is permitted under the LRS. But... I need to also make sure that all the requirements under the ODI guidelines, uh, I need to comply with them separately. Got it. Uh, So I need to read both the guidelines in conjunction with each other to ensure that, you know, there are no non-compliances. So the monetary limit comes from under the LRS scheme and the compliances and the other rules and regulations come in from the ODI scheme. And... uh... Again, like, you know, uh, the RBI says that, you know, any resident Indian can utilize uh, the limits allowed under the LRS. So, um, you know, are there any conditions that one needs to satisfy to be able to, you know, utilize the limits under the scheme? Or Broadly, there are no restrictions, but there are certain monetary uh, monitoring guidelines which are there, which the okay. banks follow. Mm-hmm. One is you need to have a PAN card. So without a PAN card, they obviously will not let you remit the money. Okay. Uh, with respect to capital account transactions, mm-hmm. uh, there are some KYC norms to check the genuineness of the transactions. Okay. So one restriction is that it has to be from your own funds. You cannot, the bank cannot lend you money to do an LRS for capital transactions. Oh, okay. So the bank will actually verify the source of the funds. So they will ask you whether, and they, you know, they might even ask you for your uh, return of income to show that you have the capability to uh, fund that capital investment. Got it. Okay. Uh, so, okay. you know, just to check the genuineness of the party uh, for capital account transactions. Also, you know, they might ask you for the documentations. If you say it's a medical reason, they might ask you for the medical documents. So it's mostly KYC and, you know, limitations with respect to the genuineness of the transactions. Okay. And it's all monitored by the authorized bank themselves. You don't need to go to the RBI. Oh, okay. Sure. And are there any like sublimits on, uh, you know, how much can be utilized for each of these specific purposes that are specified under the scheme? No. So it is a overall cap of $250,000. Mm-hmm. It's completely fungible. I can use one for one purpose or I can use small amounts for 10 different purposes. Okay. 
So, um, also one other thing, uh, Neeraj. So, when I look at the RBI's latest data on, you know, how, uh, what were the different purposes for which money was remitted under the LRS? So, apart from foreign travel and education abroad, uh, it also talks about, uh, you know, money spent on maintenance of close relatives and uh, gifts. So, just wanted to understand that, you know, what is exactly meant by, you know, maintenance of close relatives and gifts, and uh, essentially what. sort of money would get included uh, under these heads so again you know there is no specific definition which have been provided for relative of course they have a definition what they have done is under the lrs scheme they have borrowed the definition of relative from the companies act mm-hmm. uh so basically your father mother wife spouse sister you know they are covered under the definition of close relative and give and when when you talk about maintenance of a close relative it would typically mean what their day to day activity the cost of their day to day activities and life would mean uh so that could mean your stay your rent your food uh your travel all of that mm-hmm. and you know the reason why it is also high in india uh, remittance is also because a lot of these students who are studying outside mm-hmm. and uh, people who are, you know their kids are abroad so you have a lot of parents who are located in india sending money under the lrs scheme for maintenance of those children got it mm-hmm. and that's one reason why you see it quite high and with regards to gift again there is no uh, definition of gift but you know a gift would mean any payment that you make out of love and affection mm-hmm. it could be a donation it could be to anybody you know it could be a charitable institution it could be to a, to a friend family anybody sitting outside india so then like we also talked about like these capital account transactions so for example you know when you are investing money in a physical or a financial asset abroad so any money that an indian uh, resident indian will spend on buying an asset abroad everything gets covered under the lrs is it yes absolutely so as long as it is by the individual in their individual name then it is covered from uh, it's covered by the lrs scheme you know we need to just realize that the lrs scheme is only for resident individuals got it it doesn't cover uh, companies or any other form of uh, uh, biz- business okay and when we say resident indians it doesn't mean you have to be a citizen of india but you are basically residing in india so how how, how do you okay so a resident has been again defined under the fema laws it's basically an indian who has who stays in india uh, actually any person who stays in india for more than 182 days okay uh, and then there are certain exceptions so if you know if you've gone outside india for studies or for uh, you know for employment so then they carve out those exceptions okay so, so like going back to this question about you know investing in property abroad so or yeah. even a financial asset so my per financial year my limit is 250000 us dollars now i may also okay. sell off some of these uh, assets and you know redeem the you know get the money back so do you adjust this money that you know you get from the sale of an asset from what you invested in a year or you know there are two parts to it one is once i have made the investments i can sell buy sell buy as long as it is happening outside india uh, it's absolutely uh, fine you don't attract the lrs uh, guidelines or the limits under the lrs guideline 
the lrs guidelines is triggered when you want to remit money from out from india to outside india but if your money is already lying outside and you are churning it around then because there is no remittance involved lrs doesn't come into play okay got it it's about outward remittance absolutely okay got it it is only for outward remittances now if you bring in the money mm-hmm. that's money coming but again when you are doing an outward remittances for reinvestment that is a separate transaction which will look which will be looked at independently and the limit of 250000 dollars will apply okay correct now how you earn that income whether you earn it from export of goods mm-hmm. it could be from you know sale of a overseas property or local property doesn't matter 250000 dollar is your limit for outward remittance period okay that that actually makes it very clear uh so then neeraj coming to the last question so you did make reference to the fatf list and you said there are certain countries that are on the list so you know there may be restrictions in terms of uh, remitting money to those countries uh in terms of currencies also do we have uh, you know any restrictions so no so any foreign uh, currency we can make a remittance i think the only limit or the restriction could be for nepal uh and bangladesh because i think we have a different uh, kind of an arrangement with uh, with nepal okay uh, but for any other foreign currency freely convertible foreign currency so it could be euro uh, australian dollars it could be canadian dollars uh, we could remit the equivalent of 250000 us dollars correct so if i want to purchase a property in canada uh, you know depending on the exchange rate i could probably remit 330000 canadian dollar which according to the bank interrate would be equal to 250000 us dollars okay so got it yeah uh so yeah neeraj that's about it uh thanks for taking out the time to talk to us and uh, thanks very much for explaining you know all these details in such simple terms no no it's been my pleasure and thank you for having me on the show Yeah, thanks Neeraj. So that's it for now listeners. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any personal finance questions, you can email them to us at mintmoney@livemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is @molik_madhu. That is M A U L I K _M A D H U. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.